Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Easy Tarot Lessons. I'm your host, Dusty White. I've got Sally with me here today, and we have the world card. I'd like to take a couple of minutes and just help you really get inside the world card. Um, some of these sessions, I like to do the card meanings not to give you a prison cell of, of like what this card must mean, <laughs> but to really help you understand the, the the Zen, the nature of the cards. So mm-hmm. in between things like how to make money reading cards and how to deal with problem clients or how to deal with great clients or how to build up, you know, uh, a business and how to read at tarot parties, how to read at um, psychic fairs and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely want to intersperse some thoughts uh, gleaned from tens of thousands of readings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, looking at the world card I, again, the uh, for the sake of our discussions, we're going to be using the standard Waite Smith imagery. In other words, the uh, line art from uh, Pamela Coleman Smith. And uh, the various colorations, depending on which deck you have. Um, so if you're wondering what image we're looking at, um, it's the, pretty much the standard version of the world. You know, naked lady, the, uh, uh, the wreath, um, and then the four seraphim. So I want to I talk about what we are looking at here. And remember, when we are looking at tarot cards, as tempting as it might be to uh, recite meanings or look for some kind of clues that you can translate into key words, you're, you're really shooting yourself in, in the foot. Mm-hmm. Um, best way, and this is from experts all over the world, is you look at the image. This is the beautiful thing about it. Uh, tarot cards. They have images, you know, pictures worth a thousand words, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So what we are looking at here is a visual representation of something called the fifth element, just you know, like that, that funny movie years ago. Love that movie. It is a fun movie. So, uh, and we do have five figures, uh, discounting the, uh, the wreath, which is technically we're Boris of sorts. Uh, but we have the, uh, the four seraphim and these are the, uh, angelic or Christianized representations of the four elements themselves. Mm-hmm. So this ties her in with the magician. So whereas he is the alpha, she is the omega. Mm. Um, so she is, we could say, the magician on steroids, right? <laughs> um, he has the four um, individual tools in front of him that represent the elements but these are the actual elements themselves Uh, they're just anthropomorphized so um the angel represents aquarius these are the four fixed signs by the way it's kind of interesting that they're fixed signs and they're fixed in the corners Mm -hmm. and uh also if you look at the wheel of the year you would know Mm -hmm. this now um the uh, cross quarters are the are the um, fifteen degrees or the the absolute central parts of the four fixed elements. 
So we have, um, is it uh, Emil, Beltane, Lamas, uh, and Samhain? Mm-hmm. Um, what confuses a lot of people is the birdie uh, at the top right. Uh, this is the eagle representing of the nobility or the noble side of the sign of Scorpio. And this goes back a long time. Pretty much nowadays, we just use a scorpion. But uh, Scorpio has two animals to choose from, the scorpion or the eagle. This chooses to represent this particular uh, metaphysics. And what we're doing is we're looking at the actual metaphysical symbolism of the alchemical secret society of the Golden Dawn. And even though the Golden Dawn was founded on a lie, uh, the the founders did draw from Masonic and Rosicrucian um, uh, studies. They 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 advanced through that, and they and uh, and what is his name? Arthur Waite, right? He, uh, mm-hmm. Waite was an interesting. I mean, of all people to design a deck, <clears throat> excuse me. This is a guy who spent his life and literally made his money translating. Uh, archaic texts into English for the Philip Welby collection. And that's how he ended up just moving over to uh, William Ryder and son. William Ryder had died. So, mm-hmm. son, so, and son, essentially, even though the name was William Ryder and son limited time, uh, just decided to buy out Welby, the Welby collection and got weight along for the ride. Oh. And, um, and so that's that's how Ryder actually became an occult publisher. Um, did, did Almost both. by accident, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but but it it worked out well. It was a good uh, good decision, and, and cemented their name in history. But this is it, it's, it's a, the strange little string of events that brings us to uh, the Golden Dawn because weight really brought the Golden Dawn to prominence, even though he was not necessarily a prominent member as per se. Hmm. Uh, he, he had, you know, his own uh, concerns with, uh, with Mathers and, and that, that guy, who, by the way, uh, Mathers' stamp is all over the modern tarot. So what are we looking at here? We're looking, uh, just keep in mind, we're looking at alchemical symbols. Mm-hmm. So the wreath um, represents um, a yoni or um, or the ovum, technically both. Um, it's a sacred space and it's a portal. So even though we could look at it and just go, okay, here's a picture of the sky with a wreath and the girls just happen to be in it. I want you to think of that as, yes, there is that, but it is also a portal to another dimension or a portal to a sacred space. The whole point of a portal is that it's a transitional point from one, one place to another. So outside of the wreath, we have the world of the mundane. And even though it is the world of the mundane, it is, um, is uh, guarded by, it is, uh, we have the physical presence of the seraphim Mm-hmm. And then inside, that is the sacred space. And mm-hmm. so that's where she exists. Now, um, to really understand this, 
so when we're looking at it, you know, we just, you know, Dusty, just get to the meanings, right? Well, to understand the meanings, it really helps to understand the core nature of the magician card, which we'll just cover ever so briefly here, you know, cover it in depth in another podcast. Um, he's got one candle. She's got two. Two is better than one. Uh, also, he's standing there holding it up, and, and too many people make the mistake of thinking this is a, a, as above, so below. Right. That's that's like running around saying E equals MC squared. It, you're, you're just, you know, you're turning a metaphysical concept into a cliche, or, or a, in the case of uh, you know, Einstein's general relativity theory equation thing like that, you're just you're you're cartoonizing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the I probably shouldn't tell you guys this, so don't tell anybody at the mystery schools <laughs> that I told you this, but the. Look at the magician as a conduit. Mm-hmm. He is um, in his. Uh, was, I'm doing. I'm doing the pose, right? Like like Mathers. Don't don't right. take a picture of me. I don't. Uh, right hand, right. <laughs> I'm holding it up. I'm going. Wait, which hand is it? So, um, right hand. So it'd be on the left side because you know it's backwards. So in his right hand, he is holding up the double-ended candle. That's that in and of itself is a huge metaphysical thing. We can go into that. But but what it essentially describes is the impossible, is the miraculous, is the the ability to do this. This is divinely inspired, is the it is the light which shines from both ends. It's, it's so much going on there. But short 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 sharp shoves. Short, simple, easy, understandable to anyone is that the double-ended candle metaphysically implies that you are channeling or that you are accessing or directing um, metaphysical energy. If we look at uh, our intuition as a gateway, which again, go to school, teach all about that, um, we, this is what we are doing. We are we are using our our brain, and we are we are taking like the edge of our awareness, or let's call it our intuition, and we are interfacing with, for lack of a better word, the divine. Call it what you will, um, and we are connecting with you know, intelligence intelligences uh, smarter than our own, smarter than our, our little monkey brain, right? Human. Caveman, troglodyte. The point is, as smart as any of us are, there is so much to know that even collectively we can't know it all. So that's what I mean by monkey brain. Mm-hmm. So he is channeling, and then see, he's pointing down, right? So he's mm-hmm. channeling from the divine to, he is actually, this is the art of manifestation. He is the conduit. He, um, the Ouroboros shows that um, he's, he has harnessed the timeless, that this is um, a, a part of him, that, that he is in, in line, in, in magical, um, he's in line with the magical laws, right? He he's, does all fucking Rosicrucian studies and whatever. He's got his white tunic. I'm, I'm going way much into the uh, 
the uh, <laughs> magician. But anyway, he's got his white tubic, tunic of purity, his red robe of action. So the thing is, he's doing it, right? He's got his tools right there. So he's kind of, the, you know, again, he's the man, literally the man, like you the man. Well, that's nice, but this is a metaphysical statement of the power, uh, the power of the cosmic divine uh, or the divine femininity eclipses the uh, the masculine element in the same way that the sun that the moon is the moon eclipses the sun or the sun is eclipsed by the moon however you want to phrase that mm-hmm. so he's standing there he's wearing clothes he's got a thing her nakedness uh, you know other than the modesty sash uh, put there for artistic uses is to imply uh, enlightenment is to imply enlightenment in a in a kind of Buddhist sense, meaning enlightenment, but also enlightenment in an alchemical sense, meaning um, oneness with or or purification of the the, the concept of, of spiritual alchemy is the the cleansing of the practitioner's body and mind and spirit so that one can just conjure up different realities as mm-hmm. one likes. So in this sense, yes, she is the fifth element. She is the pointy part at the top of the uh, pentagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and at her disposal or at her service, almost like minions, but I wouldn't want to <laughs> go on well, record and say that specifically. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, are are the are the seraphim or the four elements, and the four elements are nothing more than the uh, the four states of matter, or or the four uh, components of what we call tangible reality. All right. So, what does all this mean? What does all this mean? Uh, when you look at this card, uh, taking all that into account, right? Uh, this is the last card. This is the ultimate. Um, card of the tarot. So this is the uh, the Ten of Cups on on steroids. This is the Queen of Cups and the um, Nine of Cup uh, Nine of uh, Coins and the um, High Priestess, all wrapped up and again enhanced on steroids. Mm-hmm. This is the Happily Ever After card. This is the card of a sacred space. This is, um, for those of you who are practitioners, this is your magic circle. Um, this is, so different th- things. Let's, let's break it down. So first off, it's happily, happily Ever After card. And before I forget, I want to just touch on these real quick, because otherwise I won't forget. Happily Ever After card, uh, sacred space, um, that's meaning number two. And third one, living in a bubble. Um, mm-hmm. Now, all of these are appropriate. Again, the, the question is, well, what does it mean? I'm looking at it right here in a card, you know, past, present, future. And this is my friend over here. What does this mean? Uh, the cards mean what they mean when they are answering uh, the question you've, you've, you've asked. Mm-hmm. So uh, real quick, as far as uh, what is a happily ever after card. This card is the ultimate wish card or wish fulfillment card. I hope people are it's the train in the background. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, it, it's, it is really a 
it's the happiest card there is. This is, in a sense, the uh, the Garden of Eden, if you're into that thing, um, with without snake, right? Without right. Um, and of course, like you know, the magician took her snake. <laughs> right, right, and and even Eve is like you know. Um, so this is a very Eve-oriented card. Uh, we could even go if you really want it. Go, we go way back to Lilith before you know that whole breakup thing. So it doesn't necessarily have to be one particular female. The essence is that this is the power of the cosmic divine. Um, so happily ever after card. Uh, when this card comes up, uh, if it portends an outcome, it says you're going to get everything you want. It's going to work out well. Um, you are, um, you know, in a protected space. This kind of bleeds into another meaning of, of sacred space, but uh, the the bridge between those two meanings is that you are in a protected or sacred space. People mm-hmm. are looking out for you. People are going to come to your aid. Uh, and and again, as far as a manifestation, so this is divination. If you want to use it for manifestation, you can say I'm calling forth this kind of energy. I want this result. Whereas divination is is like asking, well, how is it going to you know go out, or what's going on, or or what has happened, you know, in the past, like you have been here. So past, you have been here. Present, you are here. Uh, what's happening in the future? Um, you know, this will happen. What's happening over there? Well, this is going on over in that environment. That's a sacred space. That's an environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a uh, as a location, as an entity, like a corporation, uh, as a physical building, as a as the state of a mind or relationship, mm-hmm. um, this is a sacred space. This is a you know place where you're getting a lot of support. This is where uh, got bodyguards, or also, and and I don't take this as absolute gospel, but there are other cards where you are the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, that would that could also be actually any one of the masculine cards. This is rather interesting because it's a feminine card where you're the center of attention. But cards like well, the the magician or or um, Helios, uh, the, the chariot. Very much a hey, look at me card, and then some of the minor cards. Um, but this specifically is like a like an Aphrodite kind of center of attention thing, where um, you are the center of attention because you are the thing sought after. You are the thing that is valued, valorized, and validated. Uh, okay, then we get into the whole point of like living in a bubble. This card can also speak of being very uh, having a very Pollyanna lifestyle or a Pollyanna or Pollyannish um, uh, attitude or mentality in and of itself. There's nothing wrong with just being perpetually happy and, and thinking the best of all things and being optimistic and imagining that everybody in the world is fine and that there's never anything bad in, in the world. Um, that's not bad. It's just that the term Pollyanna or Pollyannish has been, uh, kind of morphed into a little bit of a derogatory, term, a little bit something of a derogatory term that says that uh, people are, are seeing the, the the positive side so much so that they're blinded to the reality of life that that, that they live in some kind of fantasy. 
keep in mind this can be that as well as a fantasy now on the other hand if we, we you know we, we haven't really talked about reversals but just real quick here just reversing this card look whose bubble just got burst look whose right. dreams just got shattered and that doesn't mean oh my god your dreams are going to be shattered but it could be and again it, it, it answers the question that you're asking did you answer did you ask are my dreams going to get shattered i but but it, it's not that your dreams will be shattered but it could you know in this in the lines of like exactly what we're talking about here it could very well be your bubble has been shattered mm-hmm. you know everything else is still the same you know you're still in that same marriage you're still in the same job but but all of that that fantasy and and when you know it, it came crashing down and went oh yeah you know like the blinders come off or something like that yeah yeah it's like wow i got the person of my dreams and they snore um oh i got this awesome job and wow i you know it, it pays well but i'm working 17 hours a day 45 days a week you know <laughs> uh, like um that's like that's the concept of a bubble being burst without because i don't want people to think that if somebody's bubble being is burst that means everything falls apart it's just that the the romance is gone mm-hmm. um okay so uh and it's so we have sacred space happy waver after um uh, you are the you know the 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 uh, center of attention uh, or you live in a, uh, a bubble. The point is that these uh, these are the, the the meanings, the directions of this, and also again, ultimate is the the end of the road. I think there is nothing after this. This is you know this is wrap it up. And and in that sense, this is another card. Is another meaning is that this is embryonic. Right. Uh, in, in astrology, we go through Aries to Pisces, but what happens after? What happens then? It's like they look happily ever after. Well, no, what happens then? Do like, ever after? No, get the story right. You know? Well, this is embryonic in, in the way that Pisces is embryonic to the next incarnation, mm-hmm. Aries, because you know every year, for example. Well, we have the wheel of the year, right? So, so it's like a spiral. So every after every Pisces, technically, we just go right over to Aries. It's it's human construct to go. Oh no, no, it ends. Yes, of course it ends. Every every time we change signs, something ends. It's just that this grand scheme of things. Like oh, it's like oh, it's the end of winter, and now it's the beginning of spring, which actually is not that bad if you consider it, because no matter which side of the hemisphere you're on northern or southern what you call spring is when the sun crosses the equator going towards you right you know unless you literally are standing on the equator if you're like one foot north or one foot south as long as the sun is coming at you ah, it's coming right at us then we've gone from winter into spring that's not as big of a change as going from fall to winter (laughs) oh my god it's it's way over there the sun (laughs) is so far gone 
And then it's like, hey, guess what? The sun just started coming back. It's like, I'm still cold. <laughs> I'm going to be cold <laughs> the next three months, damn it. Yeah. And uh, so, so, yeah, that's the story of this card. When we reverse it, it's missed opportunities, right? It's uh, stuff breaks down. Unfortunately, in life, we see that sometimes things just don't work out. Like right now, there happens to be a war going on. Right. I'm sorry if you're in Russia, there's no war going on uh, because you're not allowed to say that. But everywhere else, it's pretty much, yeah, there's a war going on, which, which the point is that there are people that are, are unhappy. There are starving children in Africa. It's unfortunate. There are poor people and there are wealthy people and there are wealthy people who are incredibly unhappy. So life happens sometimes. It's happy, right? Sometimes we like the way things are going. Sometimes we don't like the way things are going. So we don't avoid uh, reverse card meanings, especially something like this and go, oh, my God, it always must be happy because otherwise I couldn't possibly give bad news or I couldn't I couldn't face this much unhappiness. Mm -hmm. um, and the beautiful thing about uh, divination, especially something as commonplace as the tarot, which is uh, is not a derogatory term. It's just, it means it's we like commonplace tools. We want something that you grab it, go use it. It works. Um, it's, you know, it's like a Swiss Army knife or, or you know, a Leatherman. It's it's your set of keys. It's something you right. have. It's Of course, it's commonplace, but that's the whole point is that it helps you mine. Keys are great. They let you in your house. They get to drive your car or, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Keys for a motorcycle, right? Um, they're, they're commonplace, but they but they have so much value. Same thing with the cards here. If you see something good, great chase it down if you see something bad that's like a stop sign or something that's on your sign that says do not enter go right. the other way uh detour right nobody wants detour you know i'm driving down the road I'm like detour i'm like no i'm going to go straight i'm gonna go the way no, i'm gonna take the stupid detour so if your if your cards come up reversed your cards say detour <sighs> suck it up buttercup you know, just just do what you have to take a detour. This applies to your clients. If you're reading for people and they don't want a detour, you can help them work through it. But don't shop for answers. Right. Um, so there's my long winded rant. Um, so that is world card. That one. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I think there's one person here. Right. Uh, yeah. This is. Uh, this is the other, yeah, oh, anyway, I flipped, flipped the card over and hey, the world, the full card's on the other, other side. So it really is like, you know, you could actually tape the, the, full, the full card and the world card back to back, maybe even flip them upside down. So you, know, you flip it over vertically, it's like, hey, world, full, world, full, world, full. Because they really are, uh, even though, you know, the magician is the alpha and the omega. Um, the world card has synchronicity with the fool, uh, the high priestess, mm -hmm. uh, queen, to some extent, and, and the magician. Uh, but again, this is all stuff you learn as you go along. So we do have a, we have a school. I, I just want to tell you real quick, I will start you off for a dollar so you can try it out. If you don't like it, I'll give you your dollar back. But come in with us for a month. Go to Easy Tarot Lessons. Sign up and see if you 
like the recorded lessons and the live study groups. Uh, we are here to help you become the best tarot readers in the world. We're not, we're not here to make you mediocre. All right, so come back next time. Thank you very much for being here. Did I miss anything, by the way? No, thank you, Dusty. That was awesome. All right. Bye for now.